Welcome to So You Think That Was Good Do You, a podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and for the first time in 2023, I'm joined by the same old boys, Sam and Carl. Happy New Year, boys. How's your time off been? Thank you. And uh, Mm. yeah, I think there's no escaping it now. We are now officially the most delayed, latest Christmas movie (laughs) podcast. (laughs) We've acknowledged it. Yep, yep. Now no one can say anything. But no, I'm good. I'm good. I no longer have a job, so this is my full-time career now. That's a joke. (laughs) It's not really. That would be so sad. (laughs) Or really happy. We'll make them think we're doing well. Please subscribe to the (laughs) Patreon or Sam can't eat this week. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Carl? Glad to be back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, doing good, mate. Excellent. Well, this week we're closing out our trilogy of Christmas movies with Gremlins 1984, starring Zach Gilligan and Phoebe Katz. Sure. You could have said anything there and I would have agreed. Yeah, not a lot of famous people in this movie, but directed by Joe Dante, who, of course, we have reviewed a movie of before, which was um, Small Soldiers. I believe. Yeah, that's what because oh. the, the um yeah, the reviews for that were all centered around how it was a I think a rip off of Toy Story and this. Yes. And we learned that it's the same director. I spent a lot of this movie going they're really ripping off this movie and small soldiers a lot, aren't they? That, that, <laughs> that makes sense now. A lot of the scenes yeah. are almost like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the same themes in this very hit very hard i'll get into it at the end i've got a little piece on it for when uh and the same insane old man yes <laughs> yeah well for the first time this year boy shall we get started with a big old plot synop let's do it hopefully it's as bad as usual <laughs> it is because this the first sentence is wrong you say hopefully like you don't know <laughs> oh well i don't ever read them i just google plot synop for the film <laughs> Copy and paste it. This every time is my first time reading it, yes. <laughs> a gadget salesman is looking for a special gift for his son and finds one at a store in Chinatown. The shopkeeper is reluctant to sell him the Mogwai, but sells it to him with the warning to never expose him to bright light, water, or to feed him after midnight. All of this happens, and the result is a gang of gremlins that decide to tear up the town on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I love a plot synopsis that just has... All of this happens in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) Events happen, people react, the movie ends. Yada, 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 the movie ends, yeah. Everything we just said, that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, so I suppose he is a gadget salesman, uh, the dad, Randall Peltzer. Um, He's an inventor who's trying to peddle his gadget. Describes himself as an inventor, Um, yeah. But this also does claim that the shopkeeper sells the Mogwai when he was pretty adamant that he did not want the Mogwai to be sold. Um, And that's the full round out of this movie that he comes back and claims it at the end. Sorry, it spoilers everyone, yeah, that the Mogwai gets taken away. uh, For good reason. Very good reason, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all that happens and then the movie ends. (laughs) All of the following (laughs) events occur and then the movie ends. So first, we open up. Yeah, the the intro is really weird. It's this, like, it feels a bit film noir with... So the dad is narrating the beginning. And he's got this, like, (laughs) beautiful, gravelly voice as he's speaking over it. 
is that what's going? Is that what's going on under the incredibly loud music? Carl, <laughs> <laughs> watch this on VHS. <laughs> I was watching it today. Just like, why have they put insanely loud music <laughs> over this very quiet narrator? I'll be honest. I didn't catch. I didn't notice that. No, me either. I was just too focused on just the really weird vibe I was getting from from this guy who, yeah, as it turns out, is. Uh, a an inventor, a gadget salesman, who's looking for a present for his son, uh, inexplicably decides to go to Chinatown in undisclosed city to find him a present. <laughs> they all have one. Yeah, slash to sell his shit. Uh, so he goes into <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes into what he describes as a junk store, which is kind of a I don't know vaguely racist uh, Chinese themed. Um, a junk store, fine. I don't really know what else to call it. Sell of like weird antiques and oddities. And he tries to sell this guy surrounded by all these like traditional looking ornamental pieces, his bathroom buddy, which is like a, a Swiss is, army toothbrush. That is confidence in his own product, isn't that? Where will I sell this? <laughs> shit junk store in Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> the only place that will take my stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but during his own sales pitch, he gets distracted by hearing a, a quiet singing from the back of the shop, which he investigates and finds the um, the gremlin uh, slash the mogwai, as we're told that it's called, which he insists on buying because he insists that it's exactly what he's been looking for as a gift for his son. No, it's not. Of course it's fucking not. You've never heard of this before. No one's ever heard of this. No one's ever looked for it. No. Not even the strangest thing about this scene. So he doesn't find the shop himself. The, the, the grandson of the shop owner is already leading him to the shop at the opening of the movie. Right. But there is, there's no light shed for us on what the relationship between this gravelly detective voice man who's an inventor and the child is and why he's <laughs> leading him there. And then he enters the shop, and you're right, it's all like little terracotta statues and board games none of us have ever seen before. They've definitely got Jumanji in stock. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's drumming <laughs> somewhere when the, the Mogwai shuts up. Yeah, really smoky place. It's really kind of mysterious. I happened to hit the um, the remote, because I was watching the subprime, and uh, like we said before, you get all the <laughs> character names. Uh, and I was interested to see what the boy and granddad were called, because I remember the granddad, but not the boy. And the grandfather's name is just Grandfather brackets Mr. Wing because they felt like he deserved a name because he's also in the second one and then the grandson is just called Chinese boy (laughs) (laughs) ran out of any effort at Mr. Wing and we're like oh fuck that yeah (laughs) even though he speaks way more yeah they came Um, with one name Uh, I mean we could tell um, his parents can't like him that much he's living with his granddad so maybe that's what they named him (laughs) yeah in this shithole of a shop but the, the, the boy is there because the old man's reluctant to sell this mogwai to American man, and the boy knows that he needs money, so he accepts the $100 and does a little back alley sale of the mogwai. Before the guy departs, though, he gives him he gives him the three rules. He says, no sunlight, no water, and no feeding them after midnight, which, yeah. two things. First of all, this is a shit pet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a a terrible set of rules (laughs) to have as a pet. Don't get it. And secondly, what... I mean, I'm getting too much into the details, into the weeds of this, but at what point is it after midnight? And what point is it before midnight? 
This has always bothered me. All time is after midnight. It's uh, always after midnight. Cannot escape that. Surely. <laughs> yeah. And then, but he doesn't. So the problem with these rules is the, the first one is the only outlier to this. It says keep him out of bright light. He hates bright light. It'll kill him. Specifically, the sun will kill him. Yeah. Okay. At least we've been given the reason why you can't put him in light. For the two other rules, there's no explanation for why you should avoid doing it. Keep him away from water. I. Actually, really helpful to know that the cunt multiplies when you put them on water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so you don't feed them after midnight. Well, what, it'll just keep them up longer. Like I, You don't feed kids after midnight, but you yeah. know why. This is a fucking alien. Right? <laughs> yes, of course it is. It yeah, it's got to be. It can't yeah. go out in sunlight <laughs> and it can't go near water. How did it evolve? Yeah. That thing is not from this planet. <laughs> yeah. And also, probably a bit too much insight to what I was like. 15 years ago, but the uh, rules of Mogwai felt a lot like they were making some sort of commentary on teenagers at the time to me. <laughs> mm. No getting water. No going out in the sun. It'll only drink Coke. <laughs> also, there's no indication what you should feed it. Like, clearly it is an alien. We've all agreed on that. And it's insane that the dad is not oh. completely freaked out by this terrifying little biped. But he completely, he's like, that's cute. My son will love that. He already yeah. has a dog. Yeah. He'll definitely love this thing. A dog which he has no idea how to look after. <laughs> His son, who must definitely be a young 12, 13-year-old boy. Not Surely. an adult man not with a right. job. Living with his people. <laughs> he works in the fucking bank. <laughs> Perfect. Just what he's been looking for. This, this will I, teach I, my 30-year-old son responsibility. <laughs> He's, he's struggling. He's working at the bank to support himself. He's really hoping he can move out. What shall I get him? A dependent. <laughs> he's already fucking got to. He's got a stay-at-home mum and a fucking moron dad who can't invent anything. Yeah. It is and actually said that he is supporting his family because his mum does nothing. and His dad yeah. can't sell his fucking bathroom buddies. And his dad's just biffed $200 on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's just been back in the time when a dog cost you about 10 quid. Oh, they were free then, mate. Surely. And the guy just spent $200 on a fucking Furby. <laughs> oh, right. So we're, we cut now to... Um, I don't know where this was set. We don't find out where that city was, but it is not where the rest of the film's set, which is in a very small, quaint little town. It's sort of Deck the Hall's Winterfest vibes. Yes, yeah. This small Eternally town, everyone knows each other. Uh, with really inconsistent snowfall, because basically all of the snow is just on Billy's car. Billy, by the way, is our <laughs> protagonist. Oh, yes. Yep. car is just clapped out. Another expenditure for him that he has to get it fixed, on top of the dog and the Furby and two parents. <laughs> <laughs> so his car's fucked, so he's got to run to work. With, for some reason, his dog, because the stay-at-home mum can't look after that, obviously. (laughs) Why don't he just just take his dad's car? He's probably fucking paying for it. (laughs) He definitely is. (laughs) It's absolute leech of a dad. So he has to run to work with his dog. He works at the bank, I think. Yeah, I never quite got a full grasp of the dynamic here, but he works at the bank as a teller, uh, and he shoves his dog under the desk. Uh, he gets yeah. there uh, just in time for Mrs. Deagle to show up, who is 
basically Cruella Deville crossed with the Grinch. Yeah, and she's your Scrooge of this story. Yeah, she's, she's Scrooge. This kind of Scrooge Grinch. This kind of I hate Christmas. I'm a real bastard. Um, <laughs> which at first I thought because I so I interpreted it as she's the manager of the bank because she was chatting yep. to someone about approving a loan and telling them fuck you. I don't care about you. I care about money. And I was like, oh, at, at least you're honest. <laughs> then she walks into the bank and complains about, complains to Billy, st- storms to the front of the queue, complains to Billy about his shit dog ruining something of hers. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, I'll pay for that. And she says, I don't want money. <laughs> yeah, you do. You just said you do. <laughs> <laughs> we all heard. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't. Um... <laughs> She'd rather torture a dog. So Christmassy, isn't it? Already for I didn't expect Gremlins really to be that Christmassy a movie, but this really from the inset here shows you this movie just shits on Christmas. I wanna really would she say she wants to put it in the tumble dryer and watch him dry up or something like that? It gets quite visceral. Some really it's like, fucked shit. I'll give yeah. it a slow, painful death. Like yes. they went all in on her being a villain, which seems a bit misplaced because she's barely in it after this. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't show up. Yeah. Not a catch. Well, we'll get I mean, to she show- what happens to her, but um, yeah, she shows up and we see she's a frail old lady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then something else happens, which I'm sure we'll discuss. I think we might get to it. It's the best bit of the movie. We'll see. <laughs> so she has a go at she has a go at Billy, whose dog then jumps out from under the desk and attacks her. D- don't shove your dog under a desk at work. Is the moral <laughs> of this story. Don't bring it to work at all. Don't bring it to work at all. And then we get introduced to Old Man and Judge Reinhold, who I only know from Arrested Development and this. And I feel like you're both giving me slightly <laughs> lost expressions, which is fair, because why do we get introduced to Gerald? You might have forgotten Gerald existed. He's gone after this. There are two eligible men in the entire town, yeah, and they just want to prove that Billy is the better of the two. Well, yeah, so... I've already forgotten this character's name. Jerry? Gerald. Gerald. It's pretty close. So he's like the guy with all the money, but in a scene coming up soon when they're in the bar together, he explains that the reason he's got so much money is because he has no dependents. And that's the way that (laughs) Billy should get forward in life by just, he says he's got to be a stronger, tougher man. And what he means is just cut everybody off, which fair enough, would work. (laughs) Billy would be fine. Yeah. Let that woman torture and kill your dog. <laughs> Cut off your parents. Get rid of any other dependents you might have coming. And you'll be golden. <laughs> yeah, so he's not the only one, not not the only character like that in the film who just appears and then is just not important at all. Like Mrs. Deagle's the same as well, Jerry, the bank manager. Even to a degree, Katie has, or Kate, whatever her name is, has such a minor role in this movie. This could have been a lot shorter. I haven't mentioned Kate, Kate, Katie. Uh, she is the, she's, what's his name? Billy's uh, a co-worker at the bank and mm, very tenuous, big open quotations, love interest. Yes, supposedly. the other female in this strange insular little village. (laughs) She's the only young woman. Yeah. Everybody else is 50 plus. All, All she's here to do is be a love interest and also do all the jobs in the <laughs> in the town. <laughs> yeah, basically running the bank single-handed because Billy's not fucking helping. And also the only bartender in this pub. Um so there's so that's Kate. 
who Gerald is trying to flirt with, telling her that he's going to be a millionaire. But and he's got cable. And he's got Which, cable. Well, yeah, because he's got. I no was judging him for at first until I remembered that we are the generation of Netflix and chill, so we're no better. Oh yeah. So Billy heads home because why is he at the pub? He can't afford it. He heads home, um, and his mum is sad because Mrs. Deagle called. Look, just yet another yeah. subplot that will not get resolved. Forget it exists. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Billy is, is sad because his dad borrowed two hundred dollars that he couldn't really afford. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it goes on something that's needed. Uh, this is another theme that comes up in this movie that doesn't have a resolution. Everybody in town is poor. Uh, they all owe money yeah. to Mrs. Deagle because uh, she's a, I don't know if we mentioned it, she's a real estate agent, but rents a lot of properties to people in the town. So they all owe her money. And for some reason, everybody's oh. also unemployed, probably because Kate is doing all their jobs for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but, but that will have no resolution by the end of the movie. It's just, this is a town with people with problems, uh, and then gremlins show up, and it's an extra problem, and then the gremlins go away, and then it's just back to the sad town <laughs> with everyone with problems, and that's it. Oh, oh good, we can get back to all our problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this new problem was really getting in the way of all my old problems. Yeah, yeah. It's a sad movie. <laughs> yeah. If anything, the gremlins start to help. They start to fuck things up. They get, you know, yeah. we'll get to it. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, so the, um, Billy is using a few of his dad's gadgets in the house and it's basically showing us they're all shit. He's got something that's supposed to crack eggs and it can't really do that. There's a, a yeah. juicer that just explodes or oranges is everywhere. A crazy um, amount. He puts one orange and paints the kitchen with it. And it feels like his mum and Billy are about, are on the cusp of having a conversation about just what a fucking loser dad is. And then he yeah. comes into the room and they both forget about that and are like, oh my God, he's home! And they both <laughs> run to hug and kiss yeah. him at the door. They're so excited for dad to be home. Yes, mum, dad is a loser, isn't he? What do you do again? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to look after a dog, Carl. It's gotta go to work with Billy. He's... <laughs> At home, baking the world's shittest gingerbread men. <laughs> she spends the whole takes... film making that that one batch of gingerbread men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she doesn't even crack the eggs herself. That's probably the hardest part. Did you see when she was putting the icing on uh, on them? She sat. It's just before the gremlins show up, and she's putting oh, icing. She on the went gremlins. to town. Yeah, and I swear, like a fucking three-year-old in it... school. Yeah, <laughs> and I swear it was paint. I've never seen icing coming in a little tube like that. I've only ever seen those on Bob Ross. She didn't even make her own icing. <laughs> she doesn't know how, Carl. <laughs> I'm surprised Billy doesn't have to take her to work, put her in a hole next to the dog. <laughs> Get in there, Mum. He has to put his mum under Kate's desk for the room. Um, she's not allowed anymore because she attacked Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, she God, is so wow. useless. Yeah, but so Dad has just come back home. Dad's home. The second most incompetent person in this family's home. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's brought back the um the pet that he's wrapped up in gift wrap yep. with no air holes. 
Yeah, that, that, that pet is dead. Two hundred dollars down the drain. Before we 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 open it. So that the dad talk normally before it was left to suffocate <laughs> for about ten minutes. <laughs> to be fair, rule four is probably don't let it breathe oxygen. <laughs> Can't do anything else. Uh, so he gives the gift to Billy. It's like this big box, uh, and Billy can hear a noise inside and says. What is it, a birdcage? And then proceeds to shake the box violently. <laughs> like, you know, you would at Christmas if you hadn't just asked if it was a birdcage. Yeah. And then... And if you weren't a 25-year-old man. <laughs> 25 is very generous, Carl. Maybe he's playing 25. <laughs> but it, it seems like he... Even if it was a bird, he would have shaken that box anyway, just like as an act of rebellion to show his useless dad that he doesn't give a shit what he's given him. Yeah, I'll fucking kill a bird in front of this <laughs> cuck. What is it, Dad? Is it rent money? <laughs> <laughs> but after just stopping short of murdering it, he opens up the gift and yeah. finds Gizmo, who is, that is the name of the Mogwai. Yeah. His dad's bought him. And first thing they do is take a picture of it with the flash on the camera. You've broken the uh, first rule within <laughs> seconds of opening it, yeah. which is... But it's a really long time she's loading that camera up for. Mean. It's a proper Polaroid, Polaroid one. And the yeah. dad is just letting it happen. He wants to see the consequences <laughs> first. So he feels he has some value. Um, the mums asks if it's housebroken and nobody asks, what the fuck is it? What? Yeah. What is this? Is it housebroken? What are you talking about? It fucking talks. Yeah. Just say go to the bathroom. It probably understands. It's probably going to get a part-time job and do more than you. (laughs) That is something that really gets me, is that nobody acknowledges... I mean, look, if you get a weird animal, then, uh, I don't know, maybe you don't question it. Maybe you think it's something weird. It can talk. No one acknowledges that it talks. I mean, it's not... Okay, Um, its English isn't great, but it's better than... It's only slightly behind Billy's mum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we when the flash goes off with the camera and then he takes it into the bathroom later on and it's just going bright light, bright light. Yeah. How how long before you're taking that to a pet shop and just saying have this? <laughs> well, yeah, this is awful. I mean, look, we've alluded to it already. What the fuck kind of pet is that? You can't have it in light. You can't get water on it. You can't... I mean, feeding after midnight, that's fine. But but you don't know why you're not doing any of that stuff. You're, you're treading yeah. on tippy toes around this, whatever this thing is that your dad has given you. Can't have a party in case someone feeds it. <laughs> what a cruel trick to uh, give a child a, a pet that's a species they don't, they're not familiar with and say, it dies if it goes in sunlight. That child's got a complex immediately. It's not a child, it's a 35-year-old man. (laughs) He's probably glad that they're saving him money on the electricity bill. (laughs) Oh, that's true, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, okay, let's move on. He takes the Mogwai upstairs uh, to his bedroom and he's playing piano with it because it can sing. Turns out it can also play piano and speak. Again, it's overtaken his mum. This thing is (laughs) incredible. But he doesn't seem to care. Uh, the only way that I see that he acknowledges that it can speak, and this is pedantic, is that when he goes to sleep, he says goodnight to Gizmo, the Mogwai, but not to his dog, which in my mind is him acknowledging that it can understand him, that it can speak. 
But then he also goes to sleep spooning his dog, and that's weird. Yeah, he wasn't just spooning it, he was holding onto the dog's arm just below the paw. It's very weird. <laughs> he was too close. I did not notice this, this. Luckily, he was fully dressed. So we've already mentioned this, but so the next day he goes down, tries to make some orange juice, and uh, yeah, coats the kitchen in orange juice as it fails spectacularly, just like all the other inventions do. And uh, his parents. Then, I don't know where Gizmo is at this point. I think he's upstairs. That's yeah, we, to be fair, we don't see a whole lot of Gizmo in this movie between nah, the beginning not that much. and end. He's usually yeah. hidden well, somewhere squeaking. Throwing yeah. in a little bit of trivia, because occasionally I have some. It's because Gizmo was supposed to be the lead gremlin originally. That's why he doesn't appear in a lot of like the latter half especially. Because he was never supposed to be there, then he was kind of added here and there, but the puppet wasn't good enough to use for most of the scenes because it wasn't supposed to be there. I see. Yeah, it's not it's not the best, but it, it it's fine for nineteen eighty four. It's no it's no archer emissary of the Gorgonites, but it's pretty okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Pete's Pete, uh, not Pete shows up. Pete comes around who is a little kid um from Goonies. Yet another oh. plot thread which, spoiler alert, goes nowhere. This is my one of my favourite facts about the movie. Is okay. that Corey Feldman was cast in this because he was supposed to be in E.T., but then his part was removed. And so they and so they decided to put him in Gremlins instead, but then decided to age up the main character, but just left his best friend as a thirteen year old boy. Oh so my god, he was the weird. best friend. He I assumed so that he's he just, was like a I don't I don't know what I thought he was. It was really confusing though, because you've got this was, like thirty-seven-year-old so, man speaking to why a is this, little why, thirteen-year-old kid. Why is this nearly forty-year-old man going to the school with his problems? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, because Pete comes upstairs after dropping off the Christmas tree, and he sits on the bed, and then when Billy enters the room behind him, he immediately takes off his shirt. As if he's going to change into another shirt and he sort of half puts it on, but leaves the other chest open while this child is sat on his bed, which I could not wrap my head around why this was happening, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. But just remove the character, because <laughs> again, he has no impact on the movie whatsoever other than being in this scene. No. He does one thing, and that is spill water yes. all over the, the uh, all over Gizmo. Uh, so that's Two out of three rules broken now. Can't remember. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he's off out of the plot. Even immediately after he does this. So he's just seen a species which is unseen by humans before. It's incredible. Yeah, it again, speak. what is it? He drops water on it and it multiplies in front of his eyes. There's six of them now. And he, his reaction to this is to walk off and read some comic books on the bed. and Non-blessed. go. Yeah, cool. It's all right. Yeah. This is a theme that runs through the movie. I'm going to hit on it a few more times, but nobody gives a fuck that these things exist. Even when they're terrorising the town later on, people straight up ignore them. Just trying to carry on. The problems are so bad in this town, this isn't really a shock. (laughs) Yeah, no one gives a shit. They're like, yeah, all right, call me when the rent's due. (laughs) Call me when uh, Deagle's at the door. Then I'll give a shit. Um, but yeah, really, really, really weird. He just is not impressed at all. Um, but now we have five new, uh, mm-hmm. not gremlins, mogwais, which are sort of vaguely, not really evil, mischievous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are different to and Gizmo. That scene where he uh, what separates 
makes new Mogwa is horrifying. Horrifying. That, oh, he's in agony. Describe it. Yeah, so, so he's at, screaming. No, no one on acknowledges desk. that he is screaming. Yeah. They don't give a shit, do they? No. As yeah, these so he's burst out of him. The water goes on his back. And he lies down on his belly and his arms and legs are flaying. He's screaming. There's smoke coming off of him. And then how they multiply is little bulges form on the back of the Mogwai and then shoot off around the room. Yeah. Really, really grim. Uh, and everybody's just watching like, yeah, cool. Not not, yeah, not just watching. Pipe down. The first thought they have is, we could monetize Ching, ching, ching. Yep, yeah. The dad is straight up let's for just, this. Yeah. Let's just... Drown this fucking mogwai and sell all the little pets. They refer to us the Peltzer pet. Peltzer yeah. being their last name. It's just even though you don't see horrifying. it because of the fur, yeah. you can you get the idea that yeah, it's steaming, bubbling, kind of this weird acidic effect. And well, we get a good example of what it looks like beneath the fur later on when Stripe gets the water on him, and you see yeah. all the the green scales turn into pustules. It is grim. That scene Horrible. gets grimmer, though. I can't wait to get to that. Oh, it Horrible. gets grimmer. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's speed through and get to that. So, so we yeah, Billy now takes the gremlin to a school because he's like, okay, finally, I'm peaked. What what is this little guy? So yeah. he he, a forty five year old man, takes the gremlin <laughs> to assumably where he went to school to the just biology teacher. Yeah. Doesn't question Who's at all why the this... the same age as him. Yes, the citizen, his peer, is bringing him... <laughs> the guy who works at the his bank. fellow researcher. <laughs> he goes to and um, takes this speaking, singing, piano-playing, incredible thing and to, to just a knowing, random high school biology teacher. And knowing the pain that was caused to Gizmo the first time, he goes, check this out. And just drops a bit of water on him. Yeah. Yep. And then we um we we watch his face as he looks at Gizmo um d- uh mitosising. Yeah. That's he... not much no. Never mind. <laughs> and he's just blank face watching like a sociopath. He's watching his his yeah. new dependent struggle and scream in front of this other guy who also just couldn't give a shit. And then Mr. Hansen, who is the, the Baldi teacher, yeah. um wants to look further into these. So he's like, I, I, can I, you know, can you take one home uh, and I'll keep one here? And like the sociopathy is, Billy says, I think I can spare one. Yeah, you can keep <laughs> yeah. one of these. I don't care which. Uh, you can have it to experiment on. Yeah, go crazy. Yeah, so when his dad cl- wanted to multiply these and sell them, the only part that Billy actually took issue with was selling. He'd rather just give them away. Yeah. <laughs> Because he sees the chaos that would happen if you did that. Yeah, he doesn't want money. He just wants to watch, <laughs> watch the world, the world burn. burn. Yeah. <laughs> also, incidentally, I mean, I guess this is slightly jumping ahead, but so, so the biology teacher keeps one, puts it in a cage, uh, and takes a blood sample from it. What the yeah, fuck is he doing with that blood sample in a high school biology uh, classroom? In 1984. What equipment do you have? In 1984, <laughs> what equipment do you have that you well, can just puts it under test a microscope with? And just goes, yep, that's blood. <laughs> that is blood. <laughs> and interestingly, when he takes the blood, it's red. And later on, when the gremlins get killed, all their blood is green. You've got a biology degree, Sam. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I oh, no, I never got to the uh, I never got to the the heights of never did the Gremlins module. <laughs> um, and also later on, another spoiler alert: this biology teacher is killed when this Mogwai turns into a Gremlin in the classroom, but not by like throat ripping or face scratching, but by an injection in his bum. What's he got lying around that uh, that would work as a lethal injection? What kind of fucking insane meth lab has this biology teacher yeah. got in the back of his classroom? Look, everyone needs to make money on the side in this town. Oh, that's, they're all that destitute. True. That would explain why he has a relationship with a 48-year-old man. <laughs> It'd explain also why no one else in town has a job. Because they're all, they're all crackheads. <laughs> oh, small town America. Um, so they... So Billy... He leaves the school yeah. and... Well, he, he left school the... 30 years ago, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves his old high school that he, he went Probably to. Probably earlier than that. He had parents to support. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He leaves his old high school. And on the way home, I think he comes across um, Kate, who is taking out his racist neighbour from the pub uh, where yeah. she works. I didn't mention the neighbour before. He has a neighbour who, his entire personality is complaining about foreigners. Yeah, and foreign this, technology, specifically. Foreigners really and foreign technology. One. All he talks about is that all foreign cars, foreign machinery has gremlins in it. That's his words. Gremlins yep. in it, which, which, which fuck with them and just break things. Uh, yeah, he's presented as a deluded old racist man. But let's not forget he is completely correct on all counts based on the truth of this film yeah based on this film can i let you in on a little bit of headcanon i now have for this please do well that's our um our gremlin racist guy he's saying all this about gremlins and then when later on spoiler alert gremlins show up and Mm -hmm. we think kill him but when he sees them he goes it's a gremlin which kind of implies that he has seen these things before so my headcanon is that he's seen them before, he goes to a new town, he sees them again. In the credits at the end, we find out he lived. So I assume he was put in witness protection, became a lorry driver in a different town somewhere else, and then accidentally runs into the commando elite. Oh, he's oh, Joe. Wow. He's Joe with the Because if you man. go to the small soldier's IMDB, he's the only one without a last name. He's just Joe. Oh, very good. Yeah. What was his um? What was his name in? Although witness protection, his name gets changed. <laughs> his name was Murray Futterman. That's, oh, that's yeah. a fake name. He's so yeah. He'd already been witness protected, <laughs> and he's um, ready for round two. I love that headcanon, Cole. But he is in the second movie. But that's whether or not that's part of your headcanon. I think he's. I've in never the seen movie. it, so it's, we can uh, make it work. Well, I thought that was the bad one, but after watching this, they must be on par. For sure. Oh, I can't comment. Have not seen it. But yeah, as if this scene isn't bad enough. As if this film wasn't depressing enough already. As if this film wasn't getting depressing enough. (laughs) This 54-year-old man decides to walk (laughs) the 17-year-old girl home after her shift at the pub, after he's bundled his racist neighbour into his truck or whatever he drives. A snowplow. He drives a snowplow all a snow year plow. round. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole premise, isn't it? 
into his snowplow. Um, he decides to walk her home and shows his kind of naivety. First of all, least realistic thing about this film happens here, which is uh, there are some Christmas carolers and everyone's happy to see them. <laughs> but as they walk past, Billy expresses his love of Christmas and, oh, isn't Christmas lovely? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kate, walk, walking home with a kind of an acquaintance, decides to <laughs> drop this absolute banger of a line, which is, you know, while you're opening your presents, other people are opening up their wrists. Very Christmassy. So very, Christmassy. very Christmassy. Yes, she hates Christmas, we find out later, because of what happened to her dad. Uh, but we'll yes. get into that when she discusses the soys. That is also yeah. ridiculous. We will get but, yeah. to that. And it's but fantastic. What is the place of this line in this film? There is some no tonal straight there's some tonal strangeness in this, but this especially is like out of nowhere. She just drops that. In a happy little walk home, Billy expresses the kind of yeah, this like uh harmless Oh, Christmas is nice, isn't it? And she just shoots him the fuck down. It's because everybody's first girlfriend is just a bit fucked up and morbid. That is a rule of life. That's all we're learning here. Yeah. And even after that, I mean, Billy's thrown by this. He asks her if she gets depressed at Christmas. Great flirting going on here. Uh, And he ends this conversation by asking her on a date. Which inexplicably Nothing is yes going to put him off this woman no. with a work ethic like that <laughs> compared to what he's used to. <laughs> All he's yeah. thinking is 50% on the fucking bills. See this one through. Yeah. That's, he's seeing dollar signs, yeah. Half the week, the dog can go in her desk. <laughs> well, where is mum go? <laughs> you forgot about the mum, Carl. She can't be left at home. Mum's just under the desk decorating gingerbread men. (laughs) (laughs) Same one, still going. (laughs) Spent packets of frosting just being thrown out from under his desk. Paint. You mean paint. It was paint. (laughs) Empty tubes of paint being thrown out from under his desk. (laughs) Oh. Oh, so after that wonderful conversation, Billy heads home and... We're around, uh, well, late in the night, uh, the gremlins are begging for food. Uh, so he checks the he checks the clock yeah. and it's just before midnight, so he thinks he's safe. Heads down to get the largest plate of chicken I've ever seen. In a house <laughs> where nobody's got any money, that is food for a week. <laughs> he picks up a mound of chicken drumsticks. Crazy amount of cooked them. chicken. What was that doing in there? There's absolutely no chance that's leftovers. Because what would it have been left over from? Mum was going to paint faces on it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they keep her occupied during the day. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit mum in the kitchen with a pile of food and some paint. See you at five. (laughs) Get some PVA glue and some chicken wings. She'll be happy. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. But yeah, this is kind of the fascinating thing about the other Mogwai, is that they're desperate to become gremlins. Yeah. They know how to transform, and they want to do it. Yeah, they're They're clearly innately evil. They're fully aware of how this works. Uh, I mean, they're intelligent. So yeah, they 
I think they 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 destroy the clock. They sabotage the clock. Yes, uh, they cut the get wire. that absurd amount of chicken wings. Eat them all, and the next day Billy wakes up to these alien egg sacs filling his room. These like <laughs> black green mm-hmm. slimy bulbous yeah eggs. Yeah, your classic Christmas iconography, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And incidentally, purely by coincidence, the exact same thing has happened at school. The teacher left his uh, sandwich out from when he was working until two in the morning, testing this. Yes. God knows what testing he's doing. He's just staring at the blood, I suppose. Just, <laughs> he's holding up a vial of blood and wondering what he's meant to do with this now. Yep, still blood. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he still leaves red. his sandwich out and goes home. Yeah, it's on the desk. That he really takes one bite me. of his sandwich, puts it yeah. down, and walks home. Uh, so the same thing has happened to the high school teachers. One who, by the way, at this point, yeah, he should have realised that this is not a job for a high school <laughs> biology teacher. Take it to yeah. some kind of government agency. <laughs> Once you come in and it's turned into a green, oozing, smoky egg, call someone. Call someone. Literally anyone. Not Billy. In- <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but instead he cuts it out of the cage it was in and just puts the egg in a box, even though he yeah. just said, this is now in metamorphosis. It will come out in a different form. He's got yeah. no clue what it will look like or what it will do or what it'll be. But it's like, yeah, I'll put it in a box with just a lid on top, no lock or anything, and then I'll have a class of 30 school children in here. That's fine. Also, it's Christmas Eve. Why are children in school? Well, you make a very good point. Why are the children in school? <laughs> This whole well, now it's Christmas Eve. Oh. Yeah, it was the day before. Because then, it's because this town of poor people can't afford to feed their kids if they're not in school. <laughs> Just leave them in school, where they can scrounge for teachers' leftovers. These kids have thirteen years to get through high school, so they can go out and get a job and support their parents. They are learning on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, your present is a pop quiz. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of this is happening. Um, the dad is at an invention convention. I love this. Just because it just made me think about any terrible dream you would have where you show up to something completely unprepared. Well, yes. He rocks up with his weird bathroom Swiss army knife. And there is a man behind him who has a functioning time machine. I thought that was great and just wandering around in the background is a sentient robot yeah (laughs) just he's kind of speaking non sequiturs into a phone having a full conversation it's just an anxiety nightmare for anyone no that was quite good it's still uh, an absolute dead end subplot just like all the others but yeah but dad didn't need to be in this yeah it's just a bit I think they just had a funny idea for a joke this one will shoehorn it in yeah a couple of those dad Dad has to not be around because we know he'd save the day if he was, so we'll send him to a conference. Yeah. Sure. The yeah. invention convention that takes place every year on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not for the guy in the time machine. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> That's true. That's very good. So anyway, Mr. Hansen, the biology teacher, he, he finds the egg hatched and tries to feed it a Snickers and it just straight up murders him. As we've said, it Jabs him in the ass with some unknown substance. The only other needle that we've seen 
uh, has been the one containing its blood. So maybe he injected it with gremlin blood. Maybe that's... <laughs> well, he wasn't doing anything, was it? Was no. he? <laughs> I doubt he ever even put it under a microscope. He's probably just holding it under the light, twisting yeah. it over until two thirty. <laughs> Oh, that's me done. I've got work in four hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's Christmas it's Christmas Day tomorrow. I've got kids to teach. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it matters him and Billy conveniently has had left the eggs at home and headed into the school that he attended fifty three years ago on Christmas Eve. So he walks in, sees what's happened, sees that his teacher's dead. Yeah. So I assume he's going to call an ambulance or the police now, right? Surely. you. I mean, well, surely you're going to call someone. Someone? You're not just going to... You're not just going to go, oh, I've cut my hand. I should probably <laughs> deal with that and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the last time we hear or worry about Professor Murray. Well, yeah. yeah These kids uh, are going to come into school on Boxing Dr. Day Hansen. and just find their teacher. <laughs> He, um, Doctor Hanson, sorry, not Mr. Hanson, whatever he is. I was about to um, say. Yeah, not only is calling an ambulance not his number one priority, it doesn't even make the list. He gets completely <laughs> distracted and just leaves leaves the body. Yeah, to be discovered by whichever diligent child comes in on Christmas or Boxing Day. Well, it's the hungriest one who who comes in to eat <laughs> the rest of. Mr. Hansen's sandwich Which, the next morning. <laughs> Whichever one is sniffing out that Snickers. <laughs> Presumably a nut allergic child who will be found dead next to the teacher. <laughs> Absolute oh. bloodbath. So at the same time, the, the eggs have hatched in Billy's house, but he hasn't phoned home yet because instead of calling the ambulance, he does phone his mum in a second. But Billy's mum hears some clattering upstairs before Billy's called. And she knows there are six gremlins in the house. Billy didn't tell her about the eggs, but her instinct of just hearing some slight noise upstairs is to grab the kitchen knife and go up to, just in her mind, murder all these little mogwai. The the way she went to town. Oh, I was was starting to... I was starting to think that maybe she's actually living off a fucking military pension. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she don't have a job. It explains the gingerbread men, bit of PTSD. But she <laughs> stabs one, she blends one, she fucking microwaves one. Well, yeah, yes, I mean, look, yeah. like we said, so the first thing she does, all she does is hear a little, like, screeching noise upstairs. And the first thing she does is grab a knife. And yeah, she's in combat and she's mode. creeping through the house. I mean, amazing. Like, the standard cliche horror movie protagonist thing of being kind of dopey and just walking into stuff. Absolutely the opposite of that. Yeah, at the yeah, slightest absolutely. noise, she's got the knife at the ready. And yeah, like you said, just goes to fucking town. By the way, she yeah. drew first blood. They had done nothing to her at this yeah, point. She but- sneaks up behind it and jams it into a blender and just liquidizes <laughs> so the cunt. But they were touching her kitchen stuff. Nobody touches her kitchen, <laughs> kitchen stuff. <laughs> That's her Those domain. are my paints. That's her painting room. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Fun fact in the original script. They uh, kill the dog and chop her head off. Oh, Apparently that was a bit shit. too cold. Yeah, Ow. no, I preferred this. Um, no, this although the strangest thing about this whole scene is when she thinks there's a gremlin in the stocking, she cuts it open and a robot toy falls out. Yeah. Who is Who's that, that for? for? <laughs> <laughs> Not the 56-year-old man who lives in their attic. <laughs> that was the first thing I wrote down, just... 
Who was who's this? Who's this? <laughs> Did they uh, not make any script changes when they no, aged yeah. up the <laughs> No, does that mean that originally it was a thirteen year old boy who also worked in a bank? <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not for our sixty one year old son. It's for his thirteen year old best friend. <laughs> He's always topless around. <laughs> Oh man, that's a really good point. I was too focused on the pack on the fact that she had just swiped a kitchen knife at a stocking and cut it clean in half. Like military pension is starting to Sick. make sense. She's yeah. she's got some moves. I might be jumping ahead here, but I was gonna say now we have our gremlins. We do. And we have our lead gremlin. Yes. yes. Stripe. Big Take white it. mohawk. Take... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stripe. He goes by the name of Stripe. Mm-hmm. And did you boys see who voices Said Gremlin. I did indeed. No, I did. Five minutes into the movie when Podcast I saw the name. favourite Frank Welker is back. Yeah, boy! Fantastic. And I think now becomes the most frequent actor that we've seen in movie. Well, not seen, heard in the movies and we watched. I think can so. we all agree once again, fucking stealing a living? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I heard Stripe. I. I can't think what noise he makes, except maybe at the end, the kind of death. Yeah, well, I think he says nom nom. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, like yes, a bit of yum yum, yum yum, and nom nom. I mean, that uh, it says a lot that he is podcast favorite voice actor. Oh, I love him. He's been in many of the films that we've covered, and yeah. I believe, I believe this is his first line. Not yeah. we're not counting. Pig noise, snake noise. Uh, no, no, we, we don't count noises. Uh, words. His first line, I'm pretty sure, is yum yum. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't think he speaks in any of the others. Just squeals. No. Incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to applaud the man. He is killing it for absolutely doing just absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what a king. Oh, I just, I like to imagine him just in the recording booth. Triple scotch in hand, <laughs> turning to people outside the booth saying, I was Fred in Scooby Doo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up and do the snake noise. <laughs> what a king, what a legend. Yeah, so Absolute now, legend. most frequent actor we, I suppose, say had on. We'd, I'd love to have him on. Frank, if you're bloody listening, mate, get on and make some fucking pig noises for us. The fans would love it. <laughs> That would be incredible. So uh, we also find that, well, Gizmo's been chucked into the laundry, which, you know, safely cushioned in there. So far, these gremlins, okay, yeah, they did murder the teacher. But we didn't see that. That was off screen. We don't know what happened. That's one bad apple, mate. And uh, again, he also literally drew first blood. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Gizmo's been treated quite well. So they're uh, they're only retaliating. Yeah, the mum has is... the most kills at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> for now. This is where Billy now goes to the police, right? For, he drops yeah. his mum off at the doctor's house, which, fucking what are you doing? You just knocked on the doctor's home address while he's on, on Christmas Eve and just pushed your mum in like it's a fucking daycare. Oh, the, yeah, well, that's probably not the first time, is it? <laughs> oh, no. It's... <laughs> She's got some gingerbread men in a bag. <laughs> she, she'll be fine. She won't we be any trouble. We packed some toys. She won't be any trouble. 
Just don't feed her after midnight. Look, if you've got a home office, if you've got a desk you can put her under. Just chuck her under, yeah. <laughs> Tuck her in. She'll, she won't make a peep. You won't know she's there. Just no sudden movements or squeaky noises or keep the knives away from her. <laughs> Just keep the knives away. <laughs> but now he goes to the police um, and we get little... Uh, Showing from uh, Mike from Breaking Bad, which was a it is Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks, oh, no. yeah, I think that's I think that's his name. Did you boys notice that the sheriff had his first aid badge? Yeah, on, I didn't like, see that on his shirt, like like, like a like a scout. <laughs> Found that very strange. This is, a, this is a thing I did not know happened in the police, and then I was just wondering, like, what other badges do you reckon you get as a police officer in America? Look, this is an incredibly underqualified town. <laughs> he got that. He got that at the age of thirteen, and it's still the only qualification that he's made out with. Yeah. But yeah, Christmas Eve, there are two police policemen in this town, and they're not busy at all. They're also drunk. They're also absolutely pissed. <laughs> yeah, off their tits. Um, and they don't believe him. They don't believe Billy, obviously, because he's talking absolute shit. He's just yet another crackhead who's stumbled in and started talking about the gremlins. Well, with like a, a mum like he has, they're probably like, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But yeah, exactly. to be fair to Billy, he whacks it out. He says, turn the lights off, wax out Mogwai, uh, Gizmo rather. And again, they do not give a shit. Yeah, they're they're like, yep, yeah, seen one of these before. That's fine. Yeah, so I mean, so in the meantime, the gremlin or the stripe has hopped into the school swimming pool. Oh, yes, yes, and, of course. Which Billy witnessed. And, um, you know, whenever they get touched by water, they go through unspeakable agony and plop out another gremlin. So he is going through hell right now with gremlins blasting out of his back. Um, but yeah, he just deals with it and creates himself a little stop-motion army. Um, yeah, there's a lot of them now. There must be like 40 gremlins now running around. There's a non-specific amount of gremlins heading around. And some of them head over to Mrs. Deagle's house. Yes, the landlady for a lot of the town. Yeah, so she she's portrayed as a frail old woman, like Carl said. She comes down the stairs on her little stair lift and she's got all these cats uh, and then she hears carolers outside and goes out and it's a bunch of gremlins singing. I don't know why they've targeted her specifically. I don't know if it's just catharsis for us as an audience because she's been such a Scrooge. Yeah. But then they strike messes with her stair lift as they're distracting her. And then she gets on it and she flies up what must be 10 stories of stairs. Crazy. Out the window and we zoom out and her, her house is two stories high. A lot of stairs <laughs> for the, the amount she went up. But yeah, and she gets crushed onto the street. The police drive past as this happens. They don't stop. They don't call an ambulance. They're just like, well, look, there's Miss Deagle. Yeah. And on they go. No one gives a fuck. Based on Billy's actions when he saw a dead person and the police, maybe they just don't have an ambulance service in this town. (laughs) Yeah. No one ever thinks to call for an ambulance. It's a pretty common occurrence. There's fucking dead people lying everywhere in this town. Yeah. Well, the police now actually see gremlins attacking a man in a Santa suit. See it happening, do absolutely nothing. No. And, but strangely, the sheriff says, what's all that stuff on him? What? What yeah. kind of line? There's all that stuff on it. They're gremlins. Quite clearly. It's, I mean, it's not like he's covered in toothpaste, is it? No, There's things on him. at the car window. Yes, yeah. He's <laughs> centimetres away. He's inches from... 
the face of one of these gremlins. And he says, what's all that stuff? And then rolls the car window up and heads off. And they just drive away, looking a little bit kind of shell-shocked. But we did see, at that time, Stripe cutting the brake fluid to the car. Um, So they do. They turn over just down the street as Mm. more stuff is just being attacked by these gremlins, which is linking back to what the man was saying earlier about having gremlins in technology. This is the very literal realisation of that. So basically, in, in short, shit's kicking off. It's just chaos all over town, people dying left and right. But that's just another day for this town. This is this is Christmas Eve every year. For the most part, this is fairly standard. We now, we, we cut and see, we Kate is still at yep. the bar. All of these gremlins have come in and they're turning the place over. And she's just serving them. Yes. There's like, they're sat around drinking and eating. This is a woman who works. She, <laughs> she can't help herself. Not she, even paid uh, for this current job she's staying at. Yeah. I've actually written, this is what pub owners expect their staff to put up with. <laughs> <laughs> This is their idea of a reasonable level of commitment. Insane. Yeah, she's pouring them drinks, trying to light their cigarettes, serving them food, and for like a long time. And then she finally realises, I need to get out of here. She starts taking photos with the Polaroid and uh, gets on out of there. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, during all this, we get kind of a pan around the bar and we see that they're, like, they're not just you know, causing chaos. They're, they're just kind of having fun. They're singing, they're getting drunk, they're playing poker, they're dancing. They're just having a bit of a good time. Yeah, the, these ones aren't really fucking much up. And we get a couple, a sort of a glimpse into what happens in Gremlins 2 because you've got a couple of unique Gremlins in here. You've got one with a hat on who's smoking one of the long cigarettes. There's one with like dance leggings on who's dancing on the floor. Yeah, there's one doing flash dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but really, a lot of the Gremlins are all the same. It, it, the same in this. In number two, you get more of a. You've both seen the K and Peel. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that Maybe. might be what I've seen instead of Gremlins two. It's just that I'm not sure if I've seen the movie. <laughs> it's spot but on. I know I've seen that sketch. Yeah. So I watching this, I was oh, this is a lot more Gremlins two than I remember. Yes, same, same. So so yeah, she figures out. Uh, Kate figures out that they are hurt by light when she flashes the Polaroid at them. And uses that to escape. And Billy kind of comes in at the last second and drags her out. Yeah, he's uh, just there. And drags her straight to work. Because, hey, they got a shift. <laughs> <laughs> he's not and missing work for anything. So he pulls her into is, the bank. Well, yeah, he's got to get um, his dog first. And she and has, his mum. having just seen the, you know, the chaos that's going on, they're turning the town over, they're murdering people. Uh, I think he's told her about what's happened to his mum. All of this shit. Uh, her response to that is, see, this is why I hate Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Another reason the- to hate Christmas. And goes into a monologue about why she hates Christmas. Which I, I th- know that this is meant to be sad. Oh, it's the funniest shit. I was in fucking stitches. I, I rewound and listened to it again. Funny. I, yeah. was, I was absolutely crying. cracking up. The fact that it's wildly out of context and in the middle of nowhere <laughs> while aliens are turning the town over is funny enough. I mean, it backs up the idea we have that parents are all fucking morons in this so town. fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, dressed you know. up as Santa and then got in the chimney and died. He dressed up as Santa, got and on they, the roof, yeah. and slipped on the roof and fell to his death. But he had the full intention of getting in the chimney. Oh no, he got in the sack. chimney. Oh, did he, he got in the? 
oh, broke Rachel his neck in the chimney and they figured the out he was there when they lit the fire and he started cooking. <laughs> oh my <laughs> he god. He started smelling. That oh that my insane. god. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. It's like the two lines that I think are meant to be uh, morbidly serious and dra- dra- drag you back down to earth are this and the you know, while you're opening your presents, people are opening up their wrists. Opening and their both wrists. of them had me cracking up. Yeah, funniest lines in the movie. But it explains why she's so miserable. <laughs> Ten more minutes Fucking and Billy's mum would have been coming round to put some paint on him. <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest episode in a while. Okay, I didn't even we, we haven't even mentioned the um the final line of her monologue. And that's how I learned there's no Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all implies that her dad dying on Christmas isn't what ruined Christmas. It's that she learned Santa <laughs> wasn't real. Learned. That was the thing <laughs> that got her. And that's how I had one less mouth to feed. But sadly, Santa wasn't real. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely love that scene. So, as I alluded to a minute ago, conveniently at this point, every single gremlin uh, groups up and all decide to go to the cinema at the same time and sit in the same screen and watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah, which they all seem to know already because they all know the songs and that, but I, I guess that would be nitpicking. But yeah. And, I mean, they don't even miss a beat. Billy goes straight away. He's like, oh, cool, boiler room. Let's... uh." Crank yeah. up the gas and what a psycho! Yeah, this place. no checking if there's anybody living upstairs or if there's anyone else in the building. He nah, just yeah. first line is boiler room, and she, she knows she doesn't. Yeah. Well, this actually might be one of her other jobs. To be fair, but he's <laughs> like, I've always wanted to torch this place. <laughs> this whole movie could just be a Bonnie and Clyde style thing where two fucking nutcases just blow up a town. Kill yeah. people and just go, oh, gremlins. <laughs> Little green men, they're all, they're all gone now. They all melted. And um, They had to blow up the cinema. And all the people that were mean to us just happened to be killed. Oh, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> that person I owe money to is dead. Taking the That, that, that police officer left at me. <laughs> the biology teacher who won't pass me so I can leave school. <laughs> I'm 65. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, to take the interpretation of the the, the racist neighbours insisting on of the gremlins almost being uh, yeah a metaphor for uh, foreigners coming into the country mm-hmm. first stop burn the place down unfortunately I the plan goes perfectly well. every yeah. single one uh, gets annihilated except for stripe who yeah. happened to be across the road at the uh, at the department store at the time. Getting more, getting more food. So they they see him in there, um, and then instead of going through the window that he's already smashed, yeah, yeah, Billy pulls out like a stick from there and smashes the other window. He's a fucking psychopath. He can't help himself, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so begins the kind of the chase through this shop. Yeah, I I kind of assumed. I didn't get the idea that it was just kill all the foreigners as you did from this i assumed it was more what he was saying was foreign technology is crap i mean he's pointing at a volkswagen which pretty reliable cars but yeah yeah um and it's the gremlins getting into the technology yeah and then the dad's 
inventions that which are absolute toss is just kind of saying how bad American production has got, and that's why all these foreign things are now coming in, and they're all crap and killing people. Which is why I, I assumed that the last fight takes place in an, an electronic section of a store. So, I mean, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it. I feel like there's definitely some uh, questionable metaphors in mm. what happens. Obviously... It's definitely trying to tell me something. The Mogwais slash Gremlins are kind of allegorical in the sense they've come from Chinatown, they've come from overseas, and they're, yeah, they represent something. The, the fact that the racist neighbour is right about kind of aspects <laughs> of what he says yes, seems really strange. dodgy and questionable. Then they kind of try and spin it back around at the end when the store owner, the grandpa, whatever his name was, Wing... Mr. Wing, yes, grandfather. Mr. Wing shows up and says, well, you Americans aren't responsible enough to deal with this and that. Mm, Kind of, sort of brings it back around, but not entirely. It's a bit last minute. I think it was, it might have been the director who said that this movie's meant to be like a commentary on how the West treats nature. Yes. Which is exactly There's definitely more to it than that. Grandfather says at the end. And this is a good place to, to put it in. I was going to say it for the end, but we talked about all this stuff when we watched Small Soldiers. You remember that whole theme of technology being the bad guy in that movie? Because the neighbor, the guy from The Simpsons, I can't yeah. remember the name of right now, the guy who loved World War II, uh, he's putting up that radar dish and the dad has the, the, the wooden toy shop because he doesn't like new technological advances. And the Gorgonites are all the representations of nature in that movie, whereas the commando elite are more of this military industrialized theme instead mm-hmm. so it just seems to be something this director joe dante is trying to tell us but failing every movie he makes so he keeps making more um strangely uh, another movie we've mentioned he's done uh, but probably doesn't harp on this theme but i do want to watch it with some at uh, some point uh looney tunes back in action with brendan fraser what if we go back and find out that it's actually just another allegory for just just amazing one. commentary? Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe I'm not giving it enough credit. I think I maybe my interpretation of it might have missed the mark to some extent. But like, no, I agree with you. I, I, there is definitely a foreign element in it. It's mentioned it too much. It feels quite xenophobic for most of the film. Yeah. And again, maybe that's the same for Small Soldiers and we didn't pick up on it. But... um. It's very, it's very strange. So anyway, anyway <laughs> they're in the department store. And another fucking wacky scene. Uh, they're both they both go in and they're going to chase Stripe. Billy stops Kate and says, in quite a demanding tone, he doesn't ask her, he tells her, go and find a way to turn the lights on. And then before she can go, he kind of stops her and, and kisses her. And that's... Mm. There was no, there was very little romance before this. They've just murdered a whole room of of tourists, and <laughs> now, and now this comes out of the fucking blue. Yeah, and <laughs> basically every conversation we've seen them have has involved death of some kind. Yeah, it's not a sexy relationship. It's really not. No, it's barely a relationship. Yes, we get a little fight scene now between. There's Stripe. a there's kind of yeah. a chase slash fight scene where. So Stripe's main goal is he needs to get to water to build his army up again. And Billy's chasing him around. There's a really so, so there's a point where Stripe has managed to find like he's found some saw blades 
which he's chucking at Billy. I think they all miss, uh, but he gets him with with a crossbow bolt in the arm. Yeah. Is that the one that vanishes? Yeah, it's the one that vanishes yeah. immediately. <laughs> uh, Billy does clutch his arm and acts like he is on the brink of death from now on. Yeah. <laughs> because he's had a very small... I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish a little teeny crossbow bolt in the arm, but... He yeah. over he overdoes it a little bit, and this store seems to be the place that everyone now decides to visit as Gizmo just randomly appears. I think Gizmo was in the backpack. He was he was no, he was with them in the backpack because he's also singing "Hi Ho Hi Ho." Yes, he was because when they were following through um, strike through the snow earlier on, just after he dropped his mum off, uh, he was with him because I was wondering why Stripe walking through the snow wouldn't activate the baby thing but where do you go with that activate the, the baby store. thing is a very weird way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say that at some point now what a really really minor note is that after he fires these crossbow bolts at billy <clears throat> the next cut is he's cycling away on a little tricycle and it is the spitting image of jigsaw from the Saw films on his little oh. tricycle. And it's really it's it was really weird. Like it was similar enough that I wondered if that was like a callback to this, but that's Maybe. too weird and too obscure. When it's I saw that coincidence, I, thought, I think. When I saw that, I thought it was a reference to The Shining, with the little boy in that being on the little red tricycle as he rides around the hotel. That's um, a lot more likely. But Saw, that's much more recent. Oh, yeah, Saw's way recent, more. Right? That's, Saw's yeah. like Maybe fifteen years after this, at least. I've never watched it. Too scary for me. I oh, saw one's good. It's not that scary. It's only the later ones where they got a bit, went a bit fucking gremlins. Went a bit mm. Billy's mum with the whole thing. <laughs> this was too scary for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's mum. <laughs> Billy's mum becomes Jigsaw. Anyway, so, yeah. So Stripe finds some water. He finds a fountain. God knows what Kate's been doing this whole time. I don't think she does anything. Trying to uh, turn the lights on. She's been trying to turn the lights on, but yeah. not turning any lights on. Uh, Stripe finds some some water and also a gun. Yeah. <laughs> and Gizmo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, this is America, so there's probably a gun next to every product in the mall. There is. It's a really funny scene where, yeah, you see now the water and then gun. turns around and goes, oh, gun. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great scene. And meanwhile, Gizmo's just been like zipping around on a little toy car. And then they get, there's a, there's a kind of a, a little team up scene where Gizmo grabs the, um, he, he flies over to the blinds where you can pull a string, get the blinds open, hit strike with some sunlight. Also, yeah. Billy's dad is here now. Yeah. He just, he Another just walks person who in. just shows up at the store. And the dog. <laughs> Everybody's here apart from the mum. <laughs> She's there. She's just found the paints. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking the paints to the cafeteria. Let's hope, let's hope she doesn't get a free gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there'll be a gun next to the paints, Carl. <laughs> uh, but his dad just shows up. He doesn't even say hello. He just takes his dad's scarf to wrap up Gizmo. But yeah, there's an incredibly visceral death scene now where Stripe. Well, it's visceral. Phenomenal. Watching the pustules form on his back. And I was like, oh, yeah. that is gross and pretty grotesque for a, what I thought was a child's movie. I didn't know mm-hmm. this was a 15 when I put it on. And then he fucking melts. Yeah. Disgusting. And then Horrible. he jumps out of the pool afterwards and then his bones melt back into the floor. Really 
really visceral. Yeah, pretty But awesome. Up. Yeah, and I assume really an cool. Indiana Jones reference. Was there? Did I miss that? Well, when he melts because of the Ark of, Ark of the Covenant. There were a lot of references to movies in this. this oh, like I guess that could have been a reference, fucking... yeah. But that's it. That's that's the big that's bad the movie. defeated. Um, yada, yada, yada. End of the movie. Yeah, end of the movie. Yeah. We, we're we back at home. I mean, um, main thing is two two things happen. First, the mum walks in and tries to give Gizmo some chicken soup. Holy fuck, you insane bitch. What do you think <laughs> the main ingredient of soup is? <laughs> from this I mean, it's water it's all it's just mostly water True. True. <laughs> sorry I was thinking chicken <laughs> like it was the chicken that set them off earlier it was also the chicken <laughs> but that's just beside the point I assume knowing her it's after midnight as well yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely uh, yeah then uh, Mr. Wing comes back chastises them for mistreating Mogwai tells them that it's American culture that's at fault and that we shouldn't be worried about any xenophobia on the part of Joe Dante, and and leaves, mm-hmm. and that's it. Billy acts really shocked that the old man can speak to Gizmo. It's like you've been speaking to him this entire time. <laughs> you understand him? Well, he's been speaking English, mate. Like, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that we we hear a call from the box, and he says he wants to say something to you, Billy. Billy gets up, walks over, oh, they open the box, and Gizmo's final words are just, Bye, Billy. <laughs> oh, cheers. Yeah. I got up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Billy's got a blank expression on his face. The boy feels no emotion, so. He's got no idea what it's Could have said anything, yeah. Well, also- he thought he was going to be a millionaire. He was going to torture that fucking animal until he had thousands of these. Just like Jeffrey or whatever the fuck that guy's name was. <laughs> Where is he? What's he been doing? No um, idea. Yeah. This movie also wraps up with a narration from the dad, like it yeah. started. Presumably, he's been narrating this story to us the entire time, as he, he did say at the beginning. He's not been in this. No. How the fuck does he know what's been going on? <laughs> he's barely a side character. He's been at the Christmas Eve invention convention, like he is every year. <laughs> <laughs> So there's the movie. That's the movie. There you go. Yeah. We got through it. In just barely less time than the runtime of the movie. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Ugh. Well, let's power through now to bad reviews, unless Carl's gonna attack me with trivia again. Nope, okay, bad reviews. I do Excellent. have trivia. You do? Of course I have trivia. Yeah. I had two weeks to prepare for this one, there is trivia. Oh good, make it quick. Apparently, when it was first suggested that they should use puppets instead of what was going to be stop motion at first, they decided to, as it says here, compromise. And the studio suggested putting a spider monkey in a suit. That was what the original <laughs> oh Gremlin was going to be. It was. They even tested it and put a spider monkey in a suit, but they decided it was probably a bad idea when the monkey went crazy, started tearing their office apart and shitting everywhere. <laughs> So their grand design Trivia. was to have 40 spider monkeys all sat in a cinema, <laughs> hopefully all watching Snow White. <laughs> and singing along, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that would have put Frank Welker out of the job, so I'm glad they didn't. That's, I, I was fully expecting you to say that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to uh, yeah, yeah. play the main character. Obviously, he would have been way too young. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But there it is. 
Well, do you want to lead us out with some bad reviews then before we get to that all important question, well, Samuel? I got a couple of bad reviews. The um, so I get these reviews from Letterboxd, mm-hmm. and I guess the I guess the website was having some trouble because uh, I kept on hitting the error page when I was searching. Which random little fun note is a Gremlins reference? It's you you get to the error page. So I was looking through Gremlins reviews, and I hit the error like 404 page on the website and it says uh oh we have gremlins in the control room with a big full screen picture of gremlins and I thought does that only happen on the gremlins page I was like that's mad they've got a customised page for gremlins no that's just that's on every that's on every film what a little coinkydink really weird I assume they're listeners they're definitely yeah of course they are yeah but before it before the website broke on me I got a couple one from I Love Pineapples half a star said, Gremlins, more like, what were they thinking making this movie? That's it. <laughs> That's the review. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> what level of wordplay I expect on this podcast. Yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't digging through many for this. I was quite tired. And the second one, I only got two. Half a star, Sunny Bubba says, this film taught me that Santa wasn't real. Fuck you, Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> what was the yeah. 15... Also, I was about to say that's too old to learn that Sanders not real, but I only found out reindeers were real until <laughs> yeah, fairly recently. So, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, well, thank you for those, Sam. Lovely jubbly. And now it's time for the question, Sam. So, you think that was good? Do you? Despite everything I've said, I think I do. Yeah, I still really enjoyed it. And yeah, analyzing the plot, it's dumb as shit. And analysing the uh, morals and metaphors behind it is even more confusing. Uh, but put all of that aside and just watch it for what it is, face value. I really like it. I love the scenes nice. with the mum blending gremlins and awesome. yeah. going absolutely mental on them for very little reason. <laughs> all of that, love it. Really good fun. One of my favourite Christmas films. How about you, Ev? It's funny you say that. I keep forgetting that this was a Christmas movie, even though it's set at Christmas and it opens with a Christmas song. Uh, Because of all the murder, it's easy to forget that it is. Yeah, this isn't the movie I remember. I remember it being much more lighthearted and a lot more kid-friendly. I'd sort of erased all this brutal violence from it, but I still enjoyed it. I would watch this again and I'd recommend other people watch it. I'd Loved how morbid the girl was for absolutely no reason. <laughs> I love the no characters who just <laughs> showed up and disappeared. I love the old woman just being murdered for no reason. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some value in this movie. I'm not sure if it intended those jokes to be jokes, but I love them all the same. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Carl? Well, as you know, I am very very racist. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you might need to explain that great to movie. people. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Um, very racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this It holds up. The models yeah. are incredible. Mm. Apparently, yeah, they are. Thirty to $40,000 each, which... Holy shit. Each. Oof. Yeah. Okay, well, they're not worth that. Apparently, people had their cars checked every night before they left set to make sure no one nicked one. Wow. But, and, um, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Even if the messaging does seem a bit odd looking back when you really dig into it, but enjoyed it. And when Gremlins 3 comes out, 
December this year, apparently. What? Fuck off. Wait, this year, twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's what IMDb says. Oh my god. That's well, insane. we'll be doing the second one before that then. Still, Joe Dante. Oh, surely yes. not. What? He's still Christ. making films. He's still making small soldiers. He's <laughs> still the same film <laughs> with just different characters. Is the guy who plays Columbo still alive? I want to know if he's going to be back. Surely not. Hang on. Is the guy who plays the main character in this going to be in it? Um, I did say his name. Oh, Billy. Is he Billy going to be in it? He must be 150. He must be about 100. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised we all enjoyed that. It's nice to have one we all genuinely liked for once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're happy to end it there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and thank you, boys, for joining me. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter to find out what we'll be watching next week. Happy New Year to you all. Until next week, goodbye. Happy New Year and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas.